You're watching the Tesla Life live with your host, Mark Compton. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Life number 298. Here we are on the 15th of March. It's the it's the Ides of March, isn't it? Yeah, it is. The Ides of March. Watch out, people. Watch out, people. <laughs> Carry knives. Stay away from them. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great to have you all here. Um, we've got we've got an extra co-host. We've got Moto. That's uh, that's just getting used to the headphone, obviously, because she's grasping it, just making twisting things, <laughs> making sure she can hear properly. Very good. Very good. Also with Moto, our regular co-host, Mr. Casey Green, joins us. How are you today, sir? Doing pretty well. Day started out just a touch above freezing, and then it got up to uh, about 60 Fahrenheit. Now it's going down again. Man, <laughs> I'd love to be at 60. That's that's a great temperature to be at. 60 Fred, that's wonderful. Also <laughs> joining us as normal, Mr. Patrick Connor from the West Coast. How are you today, sir? Hello, and since uh, we won't be doing a show on Friday, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody out That's there. That's right. That's Wear right. a little green, have a little Guinness. It should be a fun time. Uh, I know that a lot We're of always country, dream. He, <laughs> <laughs> the greens don't get pinched. That's true. Yes. <laughs> uh, I know that a lot of the country here in the U.S. is that there's uh, a bunch of snow in the east. There's flooding in California, but we're having a beautiful day here. So, <laughs> and I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm sorry for what you guys are going through, but we've made 27 kilowatt hours of solar today and we are feeding the grid right now. It's, it's awesome. That's nice. a great way to be. Absolutely. We had yeah. a little bit of a, a warm spell. We got above the uh, zero Celsius temperature. In fact, it was so warm here, Patrick, that I washed my car in plus three weather. <laughs> Outside, hand wash, <laughs> plus three. Getting a jump. We got to gotta keep it nice and shiny. Got to yep. keep it shiny, man. <laughs> Nothing like a shiny car in the middle of winter. It's great. It's great when you can do it. Uh, well, uh, with that, uh, let's get on with the show. We got a bunch of news, and Casey's going to start us off with our top story today. Yeah, so I've got a little photo here. Let me put it up on the screen there. and We'll talk about something we've, we've already introduced you to, but now it's, it's for real. This is uh, the uh, what is the Scandinavian, uh, which was the Netherlands? Netherlands, yeah. Uh, so it's in the Netherlands. It's a V4 supercharger site, and it is open now. Like You can charge on it. And, and, and as, as we saw from all the spot shots and the, uh, and the predictions from the, from the technical sketches, they have longer cable, and the cable routes down around underneath the, the white portion of the uh, of the post here and plugs in the side very much like we saw on the semi chargers but slightly smaller so this will definitely help out with the uh with the magic dock installs as far as having them reach like on the f-150 and, and a couple of the others that have weird placements and i say weird in in the sense of you know coming to a test yeah. station yeah right yeah, so, you can say that on this show. We all know what you mean. <laughs> right, right. If it's not where and, Teslas are. That's weird. <laughs> exactly at, at the Tesla station, and and uh, as we saw during the Cybertruck, or not Cybertruck, the semi truck um, launch, the these are going to be one thousand volts and up to a megawatt. Uh, clearly, no current Tesla use of that. So I'm curious to see the first one of these equipped with a. Um, well, actually, we don't need a magic dot because this is Europe. So I'd be curious to see mm -hmm. the first one of these is open to everybody. Uh, get one of them 800 volt cars on it and see if it uh, cures their 150 kilowatt problem that they've been having here in the states. Uh, Tesla overdrives the cables and the posts and everything for for Tesla cars, but uh, they stick straight to what it says on the side of the cabinet uh, when it comes to uh, a non-Tesla vehicle. So the most they've been able to get at a V3 station is 150, and well, I guess they're all one, all V3s right now, but but the, the most they've been able to get is, is 150. So, uh, yeah, kind of interesting that, they, that they've uh, now kind of standardized the look of these uh, chargers. So mm -hmm. we have the Early. urban chargers <laughs> that are slightly smaller than this than and this. skinnier. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, we have the Tesla Semi Mega Charger, 
uh, that mm -hmm. is taller and a little bit wider than this. So yeah. right. <laughs> they've got three flavors that look almost the same, uh, except right. the size. They all right. look the same. It's just small, medium, and large. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like right. t-shirt sizing. The semi, <laughs> yeah, the semi being taller is you get even more cable, so they, they, they can... They don't have to be as precise with with, uh, with their maneuvers on that. Exactly. And, of course, a few people have already charged at this because it just opened this afternoon. And uh, a few people have reported that it's only giving out uh, the current speed of a, of a uh, V3 charger. So it's not going above and beyond what a V3 would currently do. And that, of course, most likely is because Tesla is just testing it out. Like As Casey said, it's... Yes. It's probably designed to do more, but they're not ready to give more yet. They just want to make right. sure that it's charging normally. Everything is uh, is happening as they expect uh, before they uh, push limits uh, beyond uh, what people are used to. And, and they might sense. not have even installed all the modules to make it go beyond uh, 250 yet, because again, mm -hmm. there's no Tesla that can use it uh, in Europe right now. So. Uh, unless they are going to put like a third price tier or they're going to have enough non-Tesla customers over there, then you can save the money on those guts and, and make the site four times as big. And then later on, when you release the models, then populate the rest of the slots. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure, sure they're putting a few modules. Yeah, um, I'm sure they're putting a few out that have the new hardware just to test it. But but you're right, for, for cost reasons at this point, maybe... They're uh, not upgrading them all yet. Maybe they're just they just have the old guts in some of those. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah. Breakneck wants to know how we pronounce semi or semi. Semi or semi. I pronounce um, it with oh. an I. So <laughs> semi. I pronounce uh, it. Actually, I've probably done it both ways. But um, yeah. What's more natural to you guys? The I. Semi. <laughs> Semi uh, or in this case, it, it's mega charger. So that's how I pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so uh, another thing that uh, was mentioned is that uh, non-Teslas uh, will be able to charge at this site, just not right at this moment. So they're going to right. be adding that functionality. But right now, it's strictly Teslas at this location in the Netherlands. Uh, and they they say that soon anybody will be able to charge at this site. So um, that's uh, that's good to see that. And then of course, if they take this new design into North America, they're gonna have to incorporate the magic dock uh, somehow into the side of it as well. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't see that being a problem. Um, I just, uh, just be interested to know when the next, um, when the next, uh, V4 goes into North America, or the first that would be. Uh, right. Not sure where that's going to be. We had that. Well, the first we had that thought it might be in, in uh, <laughs> There was the thought about Quartzville, uh, Arizona, something like that. Quartzlight. Hmm. Yeah. So the other thing I'm noticing here is the way it goes in on the side. Like you can actually hide the magic dock in it without having it appear any different, like you do on the exactly. Yeah. Right. You've got the same motion, push in to, uh, to grab it, and then you just pull out the, all of that assembly. Right. And then the other thing is that the uh, the cable is definitely liquid-cooled. This longer new cable will be is liquid-cooled mm -hmm. as well. So it's it's a it's a thinner than a, you know than the normal um, V2s. Yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to put a V2 cable on it even with the extra length um, because when you look at the specs for the next, uh, it would be out of spec very quickly uh so they'd have to ramp down the charge within seconds so right without liquid filling it they they, they wouldn't be very mega <laughs> <laughs> for the, the first three seconds it's awesome after that not so much <laughs> right <laughs> uh next uh let's go on uh to uh this uh note uh from adam jones uh who is what is who is adam jones he is Jonas. Uh, Jonas is always on the calls asking Adam Jonas of Morgan Stanley. Yes. yes. So Adam is a analyst of sorts. Um, and uh, he created a bit of a stir uh, because he in indicates that the Cybertruck, he believes, will be just a, a cult classic vehicle. 
Uh, it's just going to be basically for the fanboys uh, that there's not going to be a lot of uptake on this vehicle, uh, which mm. I find kind of surprising. Uh, just, Me too. You know, because of the uh, certainly the number of orders that we now believe is over a million. Uh, again, it's only a hundred dollar deposit. I understand that. That's going to certainly whittle down, but you got to whittle down a lot from a million to get to a point where this is not as successful as, as what we, I believe, are gearing up for here. Uh, but the only way um, I see that happening is if we have a worldwide economy crash combined with uh, a, a bad launch, like say say they 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 fail on the road or they catch fire or some other non uh, characteristic launch that we expect from this company. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that uh, he has this stance. Um, he's been generally bullish about Tesla. I think he was one of the first analysts to see it. I mean, a lot of retail investors saw, saw it way before any of the analysts. But he, I think uh, if you listen to the calls, even from uh, several years ago, he was asking much better questions. And um, I thought, got it better than this. Now, uh, I, I, I absolutely think he's wrong. I think the Cybertruck will be huge, a huge success. But let's it's look at huge. the things that, that yeah, yeah, it's going to be huge and a success. <laughs> funny. Uh, Tesla has delayed it. And if they would have come out before Rivian, before the uh, F-150 Lightning, you know, these are things that would have helped establish that truck for sure. Uh, but now there are alternatives out there. A lot of people that had that $100 reservation have probably bought something else, but they, they're keeping the reservation just when it rolls out, maybe they'll see. Uh, so I can see some argument, that, but but uh, I still think he's wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I was looking at, uh, at the, some of the numbers on Sunday's show, and I, I think Ford was talking about how they were guiding for 50,000-ish um, Mustang Mach-E's and, and a similar number of the, the Lightning trucks, about 80,000. Uh, mm -hmm. Those kind of numbers would not do well for, for Tesla. So <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Tesla's <laughs> low volume vehicles, the uh, X and the S are, uh, you know, 70, 80,000. So uh, yeah, year. in a good year, 100,000. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, for Ford talking about their volume products to not even meet Tesla's highest end luxury products is, is pretty sad. Right. And then the other benefits of this is, is now that they, they've let everybody else come out except uh, the Chevy, maybe even the Chevy by then. Um, they they have been able to kind of see what the customers like and don't like and benchmark them against their own truck, so they don't yeah. have to go through and, and redesign and re retool. Uh, they can actually just put it all out before uh, the customer even gets hold of it. And uh, I think somebody was was kind of pegging at Elon like, "Hey, what are you gonna do now? What do you think?" And um, I don't know if it was Tom Zoo or Franz that also got hey they 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 asked, "Hey, what do you like about the F one fifty and and, and what do you think that they've got over you? And he said, we've got everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, I, I guess time's going to tell. Uh, but uh, Tesla is certainly gearing up uh, for this to be a success. Um, I think that uh, I think that this unique <laughs> truck is going to take the market by storm. I, I I just, yeah. I, I look at all the other Tesla products and how they're runaway successes, um, mm -hmm. how they're, uh, this, of course, a lot of people were not necessarily okay with the design at the beginning, but I've also noticed that a lot of people have switched over over time. Like oh, they've yeah. had time to think about it. They've had time to look at the angles and look at these test trucks on the streets. And a lot of people, uh, even in my neck of the woods, have put in orders for these things and, and are intent on getting it. So, uh, and this is going to be anybody that owns a business that uses this truck, it's going to oh, be yeah. a, a magnet uh, because uh, it's going to be so unique looking. You slap on some sort of a, a logo on the side of it or or do a wrap, uh, and this thing is going to stand out like there's no tour. It's going to be a billboard for your company. So I can yeah. definitely see that happening out of the box. Um, so Attention that's getting for sure. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So I remember when the Model 3 came out and the attention that it got, and it's kind of incognito. It was even blending in with other cars in some ways. But you put a Cybertruck on the road with a stainless steel exterior, like you could right. not be able to hide that. Like that's that's going to stick out like a sore thumb. People are just going to be drawn to it. Yeah. yeah. Breakneck Trent. Break Trent. Bless the logo. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that I, would be interesting. Uh, it, have it sandblasted into the stainless. There's already a company that uh, apparently has set up a computer sandblaster to uh, to basically tattoo your Cybertruck. <laughs> <laughs> I love that phrasing. That's yeah, awesome. and that's you know they're using a laser. Check to out my tat. <laughs> tattoo it. So uh, that's that's going to be interesting to see. But uh, that's just one of the variations that will come. Uh, certainly. A lot of people will even be able to apply their own um, wrap to a truck with straight angles because it's a lot easier to apply a wrap to this vehicle because there's nothing to bend around. Like you're you're just right. putting mm -hmm. it on straight and mm -hmm. slightly bent surfaces. There's no chrome or logos to worry about. <laughs> yeah, right. So, Way easier. The, the one thing I think that, that that will continue to hurt them until they change their minds is the the, the single motor. Um, so many trucks, truck owners only need a single motor, uh, particularly fleets. And uh, unless they come out with uh, eventually lower the price to match that single motor price, then you know they'll take a free dual motor. But um, that that will mean that some of those places can only buy uh, one or two instead of you know four or six of them. Yeah. But it also means you won't see one uh, stuck in some dirt getting towed out by some uh, <laughs> a Ford. <laughs> right, that's that's you true. You'll have all-wheel drive. <laughs> well, that kind of that kind of dovetails into our next story, and that is about some of the rumors that have come out from people that saw the pre-production beta Cybertruck uh, at Investor Day, and mm -hmm. uh, some of the things that we were able to actually see in the photographs, such as the, um, I guess it's. Uh, uh, the non-yoke yoke steering wheel, uh, which of course woke. is more like a like a, a rectangle. Okay, woke. Oh. woke steering wheel. <laughs> uh, and uh, of course, uh, the truck is about five percent smaller, which we've been yeah. hearing that number back and forth, and that may attributed uh, to why the um, the center seat in the front seems to have been removed. Uh, that also could 18 inch could screen be, right in front of the passenger could be a safety crash. thing uh, that the screen is there and the screen is larger right it's more than yes. a 17 inch it's 18, 18 plus inches so yeah. uh wow. that's that's something that uh, is interesting that uh it's the the truck has received the largest screen of all no other binnacle display uh in the uh, beta version but uh that's kind of interesting and of course the 48 volt architecture for the truck uh for the electronic system uh mm -hmm. and tesla indicating that they're going to fire up uh, a group internally already have uh, that's going to work on accessories since 48 volt will be brand new to everybody they're going to have to lead the charge when it comes to some accessories because nobody else is prepared for it so that's yeah. another thing uh with the truck one other thing another, that was mentioned with that though, is that when you look at all the other trucks, look at how many accessories they all have and how much money is is dumped into accessories. They would be foolish to leave that on the table. Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, another thing of interest is the uh, the motor. We've heard about the quad motor that's uh, supposedly coming. Uh, a number of people believe it won't be coming in the launch edition. They believe it's going to stick to the tri motor. Uh, you know, basically using some of the components that come from the uh, the Plaid X uh, and the S, they believe the that semi. it would be a lot a lot <laughs> easier to start with three motors uh, and just use that same architecture they're already familiar with. Uh, so yeah. using some of the same parts and and uh, I, I guess uh, overall what assembly processes that they're already set upon uh, in Fremont uh, for those right. for the X and the and the, and the uh, S. So that's some other information. Um, the uh, the uh, tires, of course, we've got those monster, what, 30, mm -hmm. 35 inch tires? Um, oh man. With uh, the uh, now 
uh, patent awarded uh, hubcaps uh, that uh, come with it. And uh, I know you want some for that back wall there, Mark. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking for those. Absolutely. <laughs> Got to get me a set of those, even if I don't own a truck. Right. But, and uh, the interesting thing about that patent is they applied for that uh, pretty much right when we had the unveiling, and, and it took right. this long it's to get approved. This long, yeah, to uh, to get that patent cleared. Uh, another bit of information is that there is these 35-inch tires that they show on the truck that of course will not be the only tire there's going to be a street version of the tire which will be smaller uh of course the uh we have seen this on uh the truck uh previously with uh maybe the same rims uh, uh as opposed to what's under those hubcaps uh just like the model 3 has a interesting great looking rim that's underneath its hubcap uh, the Cybertruck may have the same. Uh, I'm guessing it does, uh, based on what Tesla does with their rims. Yeah, we did see one picture of it without that cap, and uh, it was a little bit like three, but it was more of a tree. They kind of branched out instead of just all being spokes in yeah, the center. Yeah, it was, it was really cool looking. I don't know if that's what's going to be in production, but it looked kind of neat. One, one thing I'm not sure about is, is on the uh, off-road tires, or the AT tires, I should say, uh, they... When, when they're turned like real hard, you can see that they've actually got a, a progressive pattern to them. Like you've got a street tire yeah. on the inside. Um, well, actually, they've got a highway ring on the inside. And they've got a street tire in the middle and then the AT on the outside versus some of the street tires we saw them in that were just pure street tires all the way around. Uh, I wonder if they're testing everything on one tire or if that's going to be their, their kind of like hybrid tire that they've got invented just for the truck. So it gets better fuel economy, but can still go off road, can still tow and be a real truck. Right, range matters. So that if they can come up with a tire that lets them get the range and do the off-roading, that's awesome. Especially as it goes up and down in height, like that will change like which uh, part of the tread has got the the, the majority there. So hmm. this will be awesome if they if they do a hybrid tire. Yeah. And for those uh, interested in knowing how big the actual Cybertruck is, oh, one other thing: uh, the uh, four or the all-wheel steering apparently is going to be standard. Uh, nice. Off the board, so uh, that'll be a plus uh, for people uh, <laughs> that are in the you know the urban environments. Certainly, uh, being able to also a good thing for everybody who handles the truck, so you don't end up with uh, with them getting smooshed in uh, in the delivery lots or at the service centers. Because uh, if if you if you've got the one guy who doesn't have the all wheel steering, and then the service tech tries to whip a corner that the truck should be able to make but can't because the wheels are locked out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If some of them have it and some of them don't, that would be uh, difficult. It's like, oh, this one behaves different. Uh, yeah, know. exactly. Yeah. And then another uh, piece of information is that overall, the size of the truck is comparable to a Ford uh, Raptor pickup. Yeah. Uh, it's slightly, slightly smaller than the Ford Raptor, but yet more usable space on the inside. So it's less than uh, two inches. Uh, in every direction, except the bed is six inches longer on the Cybertruck right. because right. they didn't do that fist design that all the other trucks for, have had forever. Yeah. And there, there were some that uh, noticed that in the beta version at Investor Day, uh, they were having difficulty recognizing the, uh, the tailgate extension that we saw on the initial announcement of the truck, how it lowered the shocks and the tailgate rolled out further so an ATV could drive in the back. Some weren't convinced that the beta had the tailgate uh, option on it, and some thought it was there. It, it, mm. had, it had cuts in the plastic on the tip of the tailgate, like the, the, the long edge, or, or the end-on edge when it's down. So I, either, either they've put the, the cuts in the plastic and didn't put it on there, or it's there and they just never have extended it in public. And one other piece of information, uh, you know about the uh, the light bar that we saw in the original truck across the roof? Well, apparently yeah, that was really cool. it's going to be changed to amber lights because the truck is of a certain size that it it has to have amber lights on it because of its width. At the, at the so when you see even... some, of the, some of the other, you know, if you see a Ford F-250 or 350, some of those yeah. trucks are required to have the amber lights on top. So I heard that that 
uh, is something that they're looking for. Nobody saw it in the beta, right. but that's something that they believe the well, DOT is going to require. The, the beta doesn't even have a light bar, so <laughs> it'd be kind of hard to turn it on. But um, mm -hmm. that was actually something that Elon said would happen at um, at the unveil, is that uh, or or during the um, during the brainstorming session, is that uh, it would be white when you're off road for extra fog light. And then when you're on road, you would get the the uh, the indicator lights. Um, oh, and, that's a uh, cool then, way to do it. Yeah, and then uh, Mr. Dunnigan Ryan during his interview with Tom Zier said that for sure the the amber lights are coming, but that didn't say no white lights. But I I don't know if we're going to get the fog light uh, without the accessories team. Yeah, so that would be something to watch for. Um, it uh, and then uh, hockey day makes a good suggestion about snow plowing. Um, I know the Ford currently, uh, the Ford F-150 Lightning, uh, is unable to put a snowplow on the front of the vehicle. Oh, the electric uh, one, yeah, yeah. The electric one has no place to hook that up, uh, so it can be connected to some sort of frame. I'm hoping the Cybertruck saw this uh, as, a, as an option that uh, they have some place to put it. Uh, that would be good because, of course, uh, pickup trucks are used as plows all the time, and a business uh, that has that ability uh, would be a big plus. Especially and of course, I can I can see all sorts of crazy angular uh, plows uh, being made right now. To stick <laughs> a on the cyber plow. Thing. Exactly. <laughs> that would be the name of your business. Is. You can put it on the side of your truck. Cyber plow. 1-800 yep. cyber plow. Call exactly. now. <laughs> the only thing with that, aside from the missed opportunity, is you've already got a Model Y plow. So, uh, I mean, you have to do that one in reverse. So it's like like for your own driveway, basically. But uh, it would look really bad if if the Model Y can do it in uh, an accessory mode and, and and the official truck can't do it as a real as a real plow. Well, yeah. what's exciting here is that is that this truck isn't that far away. We should start right. being able to see these. Uh, you know, here we are in mid mid March. Um, I'm guessing that uh, we could hopefully see some of these uh, test uh, things driving around uh, by summer. So. Here, here yeah. it comes. We're not far. We're only a few months away from that. So uh, definitely going to be keeping our eyes on things. Oh, one other thing to mention is that some believe that there's a plan to put 2170s in the Cybertruck if the, if the 4680s are not quite ready for prime time uh, or will not be enough of them for prime time. And I don't know if that makes any sense after we it's saw some advancements of the 4680s recently. But yeah. uh, apparently Tesla has a plan B that they, which means of course what's which is a good thing because yep. they want to get this thing rolled out. Delays right. are done. They want it to be out and starting to roll. So, um, and again, and then, I wouldn't be too concerned about getting a Cybertruck if it had twenty one seventies or forty six eighties. Really, mm -hmm. you've got uh, you know Tesla's going to put the amount of batteries in required to get the mileage they promise. So. I wouldn't. Right. Uh, I wouldn't be uh, too right. concerned about that uh, if I was one of the early order holders. The, the only the only thing I see stopping them from put twenty one seventies in is that uh, they would make the stuff to do a structural pack on twenty one seventy and then not have any use for it once they figure out uh, whatever was holding them up with forty six eighties. And they've been stockpiling those for months, so I, I don't. I don't. I don't put a lot of stock in that, but I, that is definitely something that could happen. Uh, we've seen them. Uh, slipstream and change on the fly many times yeah. uh, another thing yeah. that, that, that came up is um all the people who are poo pooing nuts it's got all those angles it's steel it's not gonna crash well blah 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 this is from a company that's always advertised safety before all the cool stuff yeah and then at the end they say it's electric so what they did is already the steel bumpers are plastic so <laughs> done uh plus yeah. obviously you know the stuff that we can't see that's under the skin and and, and uh, right. we noticed that they re reconfigured the uh, the hood. Uh, it, it looks like it'll open in, in one piece, like the Ford Lightning does. Um, some people say it won't, but uh, when you're looking at the cuts in the body, there's there's no way that it's not going to be that way. Uh, I mean, they could change hmm. it, but there's no way that the beta, if it has an opening frunk, because they they did head fake us with. The and and I have to say, kudos to Ford for making that change in their frunk because it is yeah, extremely functional. And it makes yeah. a lot of sense for anyone owning the truck uh, to not have to lift things as far. So it makes complete sense. And hopefully Tesla follows that lead. Yeah. And the drain plug. Yeah, mm -hmm. and the drain plug. Absolutely. That was another great move they made. And then they've got a drain plug in the, 
in the back of the the Tesla, so maybe uh, maybe the front will have it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just haven't seen a front open on this thing yet. <laughs> okay, switching gears. Let's go to Patrick. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Before we leave yep. Cybertruck, do we have uh, guesses on the date when uh, the first non um, employee will get one? Have we done that? Already? We do not have a guess on that. I think we should. So, we, so we got I, it. That's I, our thing here. We do guessing <laughs> games. <laughs> so if we got to have one rolling. Up. I think the first sales will be by August, by the end of August, and I say the delivery party will be, um, or, to, or at least the deliveries to real customers, whether or not they have the party or not. I think that will be uh, just in time for the end of December. End of December. Wow! You, so you're going right always... to the last day of the year. Wow! That's, yeah. that's, that's the move right there. Oh, let's have a party! <laughs> uh, happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs> Well, what, why don't I uh, put this out to uh, the group watching this? Yeah. Uh, put yeah. in your votes uh, below and uh, let us know what you believe the first <laughs> non-Tesla employee will get their hands on a Cybertruck. So uh, BreakNet uh, is already at September the 1st. Casey's December 31st. And uh, well, maybe <laughs> maybe we'll review some of those those next week on the show. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then... And then- Everyone first, can first think about purchased. it a little bit, and we'll get our we'll get our votes actually written in. Okay. Cool. First purchase by the end of August. First first sale to customer Wait, by the end of you, the year. Why do you always try to do two dates? You never play it straight. You're like, oh, about <laughs> production and sale. Patrick, Patrick, Casey would do four dates if he could. So <laughs> I'm being reasonable here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the power wall that Patrick's story oh, is going to yes. tell us about. That is right. So uh, you all know yeah, that I love power walls. It, it has made having solar so much more fun. And um, I was at the opening of the show talking about how it's it's nice and sunny here. This is the best time of year because it's still cool. We're not running the air conditioning yet. So all this solar, the first thing, so we, we are on a time of use. And so in the morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m., we get charged uh, higher rates for electricity. So the power wall comes on, powers our home during that time. Then the sun uh, comes out, starts taking that over and then refills the power wall, which then gets us ready for the evening, which uh, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. we're again charged a higher rate, but because it charged up during the day, it can cover that. So having a power wall is awesome. And for us, we got our solar in 2015, but we didn't get the power wall until 2020. And uh, there was a while where you could not do that. So Tesla stopped selling power walls standalone in April of 21. And that's, they said that if you wanted a power wall, you had to get, get it with solar. So you could only buy it as a package. And uh, well, that is just ended. So if you already have solar or if you just really want a power wall, you can now order one. Power wall. Yeah, exactly. If you, are, if you had one and you realized, hey, this isn't enough, I need three. Uh, I don't have room for this is your chance. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. One gets you a lot of benefit, but if you have two or three or four or six, then that's just more time that you can uh, be off grid. That's more storage that you can take. Uh, the, the, they, the load capability stacks. So um, if you have one, you can't run your whole house maybe. Uh, but with three, you can run your air conditioner and everything. So uh, dryer all the same time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, the other cool thing about Tesla's Powerwall, which uh, most home batteries, not all of them, um, are AC coupled. So that means that you can use it with any inverter. You don't have to have Tesla's uh, solar on your roof. You could have uh, any, and it, it just AC connects, uh, which is, gives you the best compatibility. There's arguably a little bit of loss uh, because you're converting from it starts off as DC on your panels, goes to an inverter, gets uh, made into AC, then goes to the battery as AC, which then has a rectifier to convert it to DC to charge the batteries, and that whole thing gets reversed when you come back out. Uh, but the power electronics conversion is so much more efficient than it used to be, so that's not that big a deal, and the fact that it gives them this wide compatibility, I think, makes it worth it. So uh, that's the short version of the story. If you want a, more, an, a power wall, and uh, this is your chance to get one. And who knows how long this chance will last. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, you do also have the Powerwall Plus, where the Powerwall is your inverter for your solar system and the house. 
So that that one does stay DC until it needs to change. That's um, true. For those those interested in the price, ninety two hundred dollars uh, for a single. Was next. Or you can buy three for twenty five thousand. Which is down from the astronomical price it, it drifted up to. Because when these things came out, they were five and then seven thousand dollars, and then, uh, wow. Now yeah, they're back down to something reasonable. <laughs> right. Yeah. There was a while where Teslas were the cheapest, and and now they're one of the more expensive ones. Uh, and it makes sense. They they can use pricing to to adjust demand, right? So it's when like the they car. were not able to make enough of them, when they when they had the yeah, just like the car exactly. And you know that they're watching all of these things and, and making price adjustments as they need to. Which is why we're saying, if you want this and if the price is right for you, get in line because watch, they'll change their minds again. And uh, <laughs> Justine is looking for links. Don't have any links for you right now, but oh, uh, Tesla.com slash Powerwall. There you go. Uh, or yes. just Google it and it'll come up quite easily. For my zip code that wanted me to get in line. So I don't know if it's nationwide they want to get in line or... Um, if it's just because of where I am, they're not really allowed to sell cars here, so screw us. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Next, up to the Great White North, or Canada, as I like to say, uh, we've uh, hit a milestone here in Canada where we've now reached 200 superchargers that are either built, in construction, or under permit. So we've got 182 that are built. We've got... Uh, 12 uh, that have been are under, I'm sorry, 11 that are under construction and seven under permit. So that's 200 uh, total altogether. So uh, that's great to hear, uh, considering that we didn't start uh, as quickly as the U.S. did. Uh, they were added uh, in a large chunk as they filled the Trans-Canada Highway. But um, mm -hmm. now uh, we're filling out a number of different areas uh, in the prairies, the West Coast, of course, central uh, uh, Ontario and uh, pushing over to Quebec and even uh, the eastern coast as well. So um, we see this uh, continuing just like we see in the United States and other parts of the world. Uh, so fantastic to see more and more of these uh, sites uh, coming online and uh, great to see that it's, it's just continuing, uh, which is wonderful to see. We've got the map uh, linked uh, in the show notes. If you want to check out supercharger.info, uh, supercharge.info, uh, yep. it is available on that website and you can check out your local area and see what is under construction or permitted or already there. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through the list for Canada and it's uh, construction, construction, permit, construction, permit, open, open, permit, uh, construction. There's a lot of construction going on in Canada. I guess uh, it, you start, it's, it's, start now. It's only 11. There's only 11 that are under construction. That's it. Canada-wide. Uh, all right. What am I looking at wrong here? Uh, maybe it's Permit the versus dates. construction? No. So, I mean, um, this one says 160th BC, and this one's in Alberta. There's two. Then there's an, um, another one in BC. If you go to the um, uh, the charts area. Oh, okay. I'm looking at changes. Yeah. Uh, go to the charts, charts area. Okay. And then scroll down to, uh, uh, you can see there's Canada as one of the countries. It's actually the, the third uh, largest amount of superchargers is for Canada. And you can hover over the bar graph and it will tell you what is built, what's under construction, what is permitted. Okay, cool. Awesome. There More you go. Merrier. Exactly. Now, here's an interesting story from uh, Beaufort or Burford, uh, Georgia, recently. No, Buford. Buford, okay. So, uh, in Buford, Georgia, there were some criminals that decided they were going to knock <laughs> over an electronics store. And they were going to go in and steal a number of things uh, since it was the middle of the night. They felt they could get away with it. Uh, so they smashed their way in. They grabbed the product they want. They threw it in their car. And then they drove to their local supercharger about 12 miles away from the robbery and started to charge the car. Because, of course, these criminals had not charged up their Tesla before they did their robbery. 
And that gave the police plenty of time to uh, look at the uh, cameras in the store and what direction they were heading and call out onto the radio for other patrol cars to be on the look for a certain color Tesla. And sure enough, an officer drove by the supercharger local and saw them charging up, pulled in, parked in front of them, and arrested a lot of them. So uh, that was that was quite the uh, robbery planning. Uh, I, I'm glad the criminals are stupid in many ways. Uh, so uh, it helps on the uh, keeping uh, them in line. Uh, but uh, man, what what a what a bunch of dimwits! Like. Uh, <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable that you would uh, rob a store and then decide, well, I'll just go down to the local supercharger on my way out of town and I'll charge there. having <laughs> <laughs> an alibi with a timestamp on your receipt. <laughs> uh, oh. so, so when this first came out, uh, they didn't actually call out Tesla, which amazed me. I, I assumed it was a Tesla because it was in Atlanta or near Atlanta. But um, so I took it as, as, as that, the, that they were going for the anti-EV angle of it. Because uh, they want to say, see, these things can't survive the cold. They can't, you can't even get out of robbery without having to charge the um, <laughs> That is not one that I've seen on the FUD list. Of, these are not good for robberies. Not good for robberies. <laughs> right? So, so um, with that, I, I was thinking that, all right, probably is a Tesla. It turns out it is. Um, I was also thinking that, uh, that maybe the car itself was stolen because, right. unless they don't have charging at home, it should have already been charged. <laughs> I would like to think that it was stolen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was or not, but I'm just going to assume that because it makes me feel better. Because <laughs> I mean, we know that the criminals aren't the brightest usually, but I mean, that takes another level of uh, just lack yeah. of planning. Maybe they were, you know, there's the Tesla stretch, and then they're stealing to make your payments. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you can't make this stuff up, really. But uh, yeah, that was that was kind of interesting. Um, Casey's got our next story, yes. and it's about Tesla and California, and actually refusing money from the state. Yeah, so the state had a program, and they were going to give Tesla six point four million dollars to build what three superchargers of uh, fifty to one hundred uh, stalls each. And uh, Tesla said, nah, we don't want to do this. Your, your terms are too, uh, too difficult to comply with. So it uh, turned out that the, the, some of the terms included having a screen and payment terminal on each parking spot, rather than like you have with a, um, with a, a, a parking meter these days in most of the cities where mm -hmm. uh, they actually have a, a central location and you just go and you pay there and it's a lot cheaper to implement. Uh, but California wants it on each stall. And when you look at all of the non-Tesla chargers, what is most broken on them? The screen and the payment and the card terminal. readers. Yeah. Yeah, the card readers. And then and then after that, whether the thing actually communicates with your car and if somebody's trying to steal the copper. But those those aren't the fault of the uh, well the communication is, but the uh, the, the, the copper piece is not. So so the the screen either gets washed out or burnt out in the sun and the heat. And then the terminal, the, the card readers. I mean, it's not really necessary when, when you've got the app. And I understand what California is saying that, um, well, not everybody's got a smartphone, which would be fine if there was a, a island like, hey, you know, right. for, for these 10 state superchargers or all of the superchargers, you can activate your system, you know, park in front of it, say, open up 25B, 25D or whatever, and start me off. I've got a, I've got a Chevy Bolt. It's going to be a while. And <laughs> here's my card. Uh, but But no, California wants that to be on each direct terminal, not just a central reporting, as well as the when, when we first heard of them formulating this, they were saying how they wanted to have all their stations, whether they were in this program or not, they wanted all their stations to have a, a, a meter, like a gas pump on them. It looks like they backed off from that, but not from ones getting this money. So Tesla said 6.4 million, that's nothing. We don't need it. And, uh, and kept on going. And they probably yeah. still build the stations anyway, but they're going to build them to supercharger spec, not to California right. spec. Right. That's that's the other thing is the, is the locations that were identified will probably still get them, uh, but maybe they won't be quite as many, uh, or maybe uh, there won't be fifty percent magic dock. Uh, there mm -hmm. could be a there mm -hmm. could be a number of changes to it because Tesla's just going to build it to their spec, as Casey has mentioned, uh, because you know it's too difficult. It's it's not worth their time. Uh, to uh, make those drastic modifications to every stall, so for they're three, just not going to do three it. stations. Yeah, 
Like out of out of the right. whole world, the whole world. We need three stations that are just janky. So no, <laughs> we're not going to do it. Yeah, right. Who has the best charging experience out there? It's Tesla. So why Everybody would you want to modify it? Except for the price. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It does. It doesn't make sense. Uh, although, how many people don't have a smartphone that own an electric car? There are some. Uh, or right. if your phone and, is and dead, you... but I mean, an electric car, your phone, you got a big battery. Your phone shouldn't be dead. Right. Or maybe you can't get a signal. So that's why you have a kiosk that they can yeah. go to. And you mentioned parking. That's exactly how it is downtown Portland here. They have uh, one in, in the middle of the block, and there's a, a, a number. You go in you there, and you, or they have an app. Uh, you can go to Parking TV, yeah. it's called. And yeah. yeah, and so you don't even have to go to the kiosk. But they have it for people who don't have a phone. But they don't right. have one and, at every single stall on the block. Right, and they used to do that on parking uh, parking meters. There used to be one at each space, but that was sure. uh, because when they used to take coins. quarters and dimes. Yeah. yeah, and then and then when they switched from that, they started to relax that. Like, all right, you know, we'll retrofit the payments onto each one because that's what customers are used to. And then they're like, ah, you, you want how much to install poles with, with with screens on them? Heck no! And then they centralized it, and mm -hmm. you know, because the, the government doesn't have that much money to just burn. Yeah, and so it's kind of interesting oh. that they would allow it for their own parking meters, but it's not good enough for Tesla. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes, because, of course, we know the federal government uh, petitioned Tesla directly to start building mm -hmm. superchargers uh, to allow others to charge at them. Uh, California, of course, the, the place in the world that has the most electric vehicle per, 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 per capita, uh, yeah. you know, they should understand more than anybody, especially mm -hmm. more than someone in, you know, Indiana or, uh, you know, Mississippi as to how the uh, supercharger network works and mm -hmm. how it's been so successful and why can't they follow the same uh, circumstances that have made it successful. So it's Heck, not- Florida mm -hmm. understood how to get them in in an emergency, although they're yeah. trying to pass a law that you can't, but that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> they're like, hey, yeah. we've got the pre-wire, we've got the plugs, so you can bring in the trailers. They knew everything about how superchargers worked. Come on, California, you can do better than this. Yep. Well, we'll see what happens there, but uh, as we suspect, probably those superchargers will be built anyways, uh, just just as as mentioned to Tesla spec. Yeah, so um, I mentioned that I now we now have a uh, Chevy Spark EV in the family, yep. and uh, I got a call at midnight. Uh, Dad, I don't have enough charge to make it home. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so uh, I, I went and helped, and there was a McDonald's that had a, I don't want to say the name because I'm going to start bashing on them. But it wasn't a Tesla. Uh, and, uh, was it, was it so CCS? I got, it J1772. Uh, so okay. uh, level, yeah, level, two. level two. Level two. And that was because we didn't need to charge much. Uh, so okay. I get there. I've got the app. Uh, start. Nope, it fails. Oh, your credit card is uh, expired. Okay, put in my new credit card information. Still doesn't work. I call them and they say, okay, uh, let's confirm your credit card. Okay, it should work now. Okay, thanks, bye. Still doesn't work. What? Oh. And then there's there's an option where you can type in a code because the reader wasn't working. And I was like, okay, I'll right. take a code. And it gives me a, a four-digit code. So I go to type it in. Well, the, the kiosk there is expecting a five-digit code. I'm like, well, it only gave me a four-digit code. What <laughs> I, I, call, I call again and and they they say oh uh we're sorry uh here i'll run a code for you and then they gave me the code and then i put it in and finally it worked so it took you know pulling out the app up and, and up, uh, updating my information in the app calling them twice and and finally we got it to work and that, this this was at midnight i didn't want to be i had i had sleep to do <laughs> right <laughs> oh man and then on top yes. of that you have to wait and this for is the what charge. california wants for the supercharger exactly but this meets <laughs> california's requirements come on really Duh. oh man <laughs> that's interesting next story we're going to touch upon is um casey's got what's going on with version 11 of fsd yeah, so there was a uh, another tweet from Elon uh, yesterday, and he said, V11 starts going wide this weekend. Oh. Now, we know that Elon can't read a timepiece to save his life, be it a <laughs> calendar or even a right. calendar. Uh, right. But 
shoot, even a decade long calendar for that matter. <laughs> FSD. Um, uh, he didn't say it on Saturday evening, growing into Sunday, like he did last time. So uh, I suspect that we'll see the safest drivers, um, the ones that aren't already don't already have it. Um, we will start to see some of them get it uh, actually this weekend, like by three a.m. Monday, because that's how Elon considers a weekend. Uh, the next <laughs> thing I might expect to see is those of us who actually had to do the safety score and hold it for three months. Uh, <laughs> as an actual safest driver, so we might see it. Uh, or again, this is Tesla and Elon. We might just see like you know, twenty five to seventy five thousand downloads hit by Monday at three a.m. And uh, it will be uh, interesting. Uh, you you usually get things about four or five days before I do, so it'll yes. be interesting to see if that that holds true. Yes. This so time. also, the, don't hold your breath again because Elon said it as well as. Uh, there's still a chance that something will be discovered as they're doing the push. Right. And if that happens, they won't necessarily tell us. Sometimes they do. Usually they just pause it. And then they're just left wondering, like, hey, I stayed up for 3 a.m. so I could push the button. Where's my daggum Elon? Uh, or was it the Joker <laughs> says, my daggum electric car, Bruce? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't stay so, up until so, 3 a.m. Yeah, assuming just, you're going to get it. Just follow the Tesla Life on Twitter or Facebook, and uh, we'll give you the updates so you can see what actually happened. Uh, <laughs> right. Don't bother staying up to 2 a.m. trying to figure out what's going on. Or you can just go over to the local McDonald's and join Patrick and help him uh, get his spark uh, running again. So uh, it's, yeah, if you're in the you're Portland area. Out. <laughs> so, uh, one thing you want to look out for with this is uh, you're getting uh, you're getting the the, the recall. Uh, uh, which makes uh, makes your Tesla on FSD follow the punch list that NHTSA sent to Tesla, yes. as well as uh, single stack. So it will use the FSD city streets logic on the highway. Uh, obviously, different set of parameters, but it's, your car won't do that weird transition like it's Jacqueline Hyde, like it's Bruce Banner and and and, and then the Hulk just changing. Uh, and my car always wiggles the steering wheel when it does it too. It's like, uh, can't you just drive straight while you change personalities? <laughs> Yes. Can't you drive oh. straight while you're, you're thinking? Right. <laughs> and, I can't um, wait to get it because there's there's two things that the, the current version I have does that are really weird and that I don't like. Uh, one of them is there's a spot uh, where it merges from two lanes down to one, and yeah. if I'm in the left lane when that happens, it, uh, I should I'm, I'm backwards here. If I'm in the left lane, so for you guys, it, it tries to switch lanes uh, just like. Uh, 20 feet before the merge, which is just silly. I mean, wh why why are you doing that? Just, just don't. Stay in your lane. Mine says merge. right turn ahead, then gets in the left lane. Yeah, exactly. Left turn ahead, yeah, gets the, in the right lane. <laughs> yes, the lane thing is weird, and I hope they fix that. And the other one is this one weird curve on the street that it thinks there's a stop sign in the middle of the road consistently as it goes around this corner. Out of nowhere, this red line flashes across in front, and it goes beep, 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 and then I just drive through it. Uh, but but uh, it's it's consistent in that one spot that it has this phantom braking. And I'm not sure what it is about that spot, but I'm hoping that uh, as many times as I hit the camera button when I had it there to send them that they've finally uh, have that one worked out. So I will uh, I know what let you all know. At Tesla control, they're going... Look at this. The guy who adjusts the passenger lumbar is sending us in photos <laughs> every time of the same thing. Yeah. Way to go, yeah, Patrick. Everything. I, I, yes. I keep my lumbar support going every second day, too. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> the other thing that we'll see here is uh, uh, on a non-legacy car for sure, but maybe on the legacy cars, uh, when you make a correction, the car will ask you why. And then you can yes. answer with your voice, you know, hey, uh, the merge is coming up at 20 feet, Jack, but, and, uh, or you could say, Hey, you know, the light was yellow and I, I knew it was going to change to red. So I stopped or mm -hmm, I saw a sale mm -hmm. on donuts and I had to get the donuts. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do yeah, like so. that. Uh, not being able to, just, we haven't been able to report stuff for a while. And so they're okay. giving that back to us. And I think that really With nuance. Yes. Yes. Now we'll be able to tell them why we think that they're not doing the right thing in this spot, or we can just say, I just felt it like driving. Or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not sure if that includes uh, uh, auto park and uh, what Elon calls ass, which is actually smart summon, uh, ASS. Uh, 
I, I'm surprised that none of the safest drivers have told us this yet. I haven't seen any videos or tweets regarding those two features, so hmm. we can assume they're probably not in there, but that would be... Uh, one of you guys, if you get it before me, try it out and let me know. I'm, I'm curious. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. See. Tweet at us. Very yes, good. Tweet. Very good. Next, Patrick's going to tell us another supercharging story, this time about pricing. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, let's Actually, see I got that a photo story I can is. add. I can add to Okay. It. Yeah. Uh, Tesla expands supercharger pricing now varies by hour of day. So they've done some tests with this, and now they're expanding it. And we've seen in the past where they've done things like uh, during holidays at off-peak, they'll have free charging. Well, this isn't uh, free charging, but it does have time of day pricing to encourage people to spread out by having it from uh, 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. It's cheaper than it is from 8 a.m. to midnight. So during the day, the prices are higher. And... uh, uh, from midnight to 8 a.m., the prices are lower. And if you're charging from midnight to 4 a.m., in this example here they have for Florida, it's only 14 cents per kilowatt hour compared to 39 cents per kilowatt hour during prime time uh, during the day. So uh, less than half the price if you charge uh, at the most off-peak time. And if you're someone who uh, has to supercharge because maybe you live in an apartment where you can't plug it in your garage, and and this is what you're doing all the time, this is going to save you some money. And, okay, yeah, you have to do it at midnight, and I was just complaining about charging at midnight. (laughs) But still, if you you get there at 7 a.m. and charge on your way to work, um, that's going to be a little cheaper than charging during the day. Uh, Or if you're a night owl and you can uh, go there and watch a movie uh, from midnight to 1 and then go home and go to bed uh, or whatever. Um, So... uh, not that it takes that long to supercharge. But uh, anyway, I think this is a smart program. We know that more and more people are buying Teslas. The supercharger network is being built out as fast as they can, but it looks like sales are still going a little faster than supercharger builds. And so anything they can do to help alleviate congestion, I'm all for. And I think this is a smart idea. I think this is a better presentation than uh, than what they had before, if you don't mind bringing that back up, Mark. Uh, previously... Uh, they would have a, a they had the same graph, but that graph was representing how busy they predict the station will be. And then the the uh, the bright bar is is the current time. Uh, but but previously above this or below this, there was a table with the charts and, and the speeds and how long and when and blah blah blah. And it was <laughs> factual, but it was this is more yeah. visual. It's like, hey, you know, I'm here now. This is how much I should expect to pay. Oh, if I come back a little later, like if you're near that 12 a.m. bar. I might yes. just go and, and grab some to go before I come back and supercharge. I wonder and, if this type of information will be at some point available on the app as well. I think yeah. it is on the app if you click in. Uh, I, I can't tell because mine never has a price. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think for people who don't have Teslas uh, that yes. are going to start using the Tesla networks, they need to include all of this kinds of kind of information in the app. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going in the app now just to see. Uh, so if it's not there now, I bet you it's coming soon. Right. And then there are places um, like in Canada where they cannot charge by the kilowatt hours. They have to you charge just, by you just time. just got that change, Patrick. It was just... Oh, did you? Change. Yeah. So awesome. They can, they can now charge uh, per kilowatt hour. So that's uh, that's a change that no one, uh, no one has implemented it yet because it just changed, I believe, two weeks ago or a week and a half ago. So it's okay. it's coming though. So that's good. All right. Yeah. So uh, for 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 the non-Tesla supercharger option, I, I'm getting prices in the app. Uh, my car isn't even showing me the nearest chargers right now because why would it want to? It do doesn't know where you are. You know exactly right. where I am. It just like I wanted to show myself. You're incognito, not, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> You're not sharing your location. Location unknown. <laughs> they know where I am. They know where the car is. Um, I, 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 I bet you when we move on to the next story, it'll, it'll pop in with some, with some prices there or something. Okay, well, let's move on to the, the last story of the night, and that is supercharger average charge times have dropped by 30% over the past five years. Yeah. And of course, uh, this is uh, great news for those of us uh, who are looking to get a charge and get in and out quickly. 
this uh, is something that uh, Tesla has been tracking and, of course, trying to improve ever since they started to see large lineups uh, at, uh, you know, certain superchargers for Thanksgiving or, or other mm -hmm. uh, locations that were receiving a lot of throughput uh, for uh, vehicles coming in for charging. And Tesla uh, basically defines uh, the way they've been able to achieve this by six different uh, pieces. One, uh, the transition to mostly V3 superchargers. So the new V3s going in were faster than the V2s, and it gave people a slightly quicker charge as time went along. The other plus is that, uh, or the other thing affecting this, uh, was the efficient route planning uh, with the trip planner in the car. So the car was was able to tell people that this one was filling up. You should probably skip it and go to the next one or stop one before it. So as Tesla was looking at traffic and people on trips, it was more effective as to aiming you at a supercharger that there was less of a weight. Uh, so that was a, another part of it. The third item they indicated was that, uh, that the, of course, the supercharger knew uh, stalls, uh, expanded stalls, and new locations altogether on the same route have been added. So the density of superchargers has increased, therefore the weight has decreased. Vehicle awesome. efficiency, another big yeah, plus, mm -hmm. uh, because of course if you're not burning the kilowatts, you don't need to charge them. So the uh, yeah. efficiency of the vehicle plans into this uh, as well. Uh, people driving uh, these vehicles get typically the highest efficiency in any electric vehicle available in the market today, and that allows them to skip uh, or prolong uh, charging, uh, skip skip a charger here and there because they still have juice in the battery to go further. Mm -hmm. And of course, another thing uh, is the uh, preheating of the battery. Uh, as we approach a uh, Tesla supercharger that uh, the car knows we're stopping at, the battery goes into heating mode, uh, which heats it up to an optimal temperature, which allows it to take a charge faster. Uh, so you are able to pull in a charge quicker when the battery is at a proper temperature, which Tesla tries to regulate as you approach that supercharger. And the final point, customer education. So explaining to people how the charging works and uh, even tips when you're at the supercharger, letting you know, for example, that this is a highly used supercharger and they would ask you to only charge 80% so you can be on your way, uh, mm -hmm. even though they do allow you Probably to stay suggest. longer if you want to. But uh, that Probably gives- suggest I'm moving yeah, your bar. <laughs> that's right. You can move the bar if you want, but it's at least letting people know you're at a high occup occupancy site and, uh, if you uh, if you are able to leave at eighty percent and uh, help the line move quicker, so that's just yeah, one of the absolutely. ways uh, that education uh, is being pushed out to the people that own the cars. And one thing yeah. they didn't say is, you know, the Model Three ramp really did help with this because the Model Three was able to charge faster than the legacy cars, right. and then the newer S and Xs, um, the the refreshes, not the Ravens, which were faster than the legacies, the the, the older legacies anyway. Uh, that also helped because the law of averages, like if all your cars can charge at 250 for a little bit, then <laughs> that's going to bring your numbers up quick. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Well, with that, uh, let's move on to uh, shout outs. Patrick, what do you got for us uh, this evening? I blog at carswithcords.net. And as always, I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org. And if you're in Oregon and you want an EV, you should know that DEQ just announced that the clean vehicle rebate uh, program is running out of funds. So uh, I think it's May 1st when they're going to shut it down. Uh, so, yeah, it didn't even make it halfway through the year. So if you're uh, fence a lot of sitting, buying... get off that fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last year, they, they had, uh, I think it was $3.5 surplus, uh, which carried forward into this year. This year, nah, no surplus. <laughs> they used yeah. all they had allocated for the year and the bonus they had from last year, and we're not even halfway. So buy it quick. Yeah, wow. get on that. Get on that. Uh, if you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up. Uh, press that uh, subscribe button that helps us out and doesn't cost you anything. And we would really appreciate your help to push the YouTube into front of new eyes. So uh, do that and that can help us. Casey, what do you got for us uh, for shout outs? So 
uh, Tesla does know where the car is now, and they still won't show me charging unless I do the non non Tesla charger. Uh, I don't know if that's something they've moved in the menu, or for some reason it's just not popping for me because I'm looking for it. Um, <laughs> Isn't that how it always so on, goes? <laughs> right on on Sundays uh, we do a chat that's similar to this, but kind of covers all of the green spectrum, including uh, other manufacturers and, and and greening your home and and, and the rest of your life. And you can find that at youtube.com at Casey Green on Sundays at 110 Eastern. And uh, we also help to uh, bring up about Patrick's uh, favorite future. That's right. A future free from fossil fuels. Got uh, it. Got her in at the last moment. Yeah, Very yeah, good. Thanks for the prod, Casey. Very good. <laughs> You're welcome. Very good. <laughs> if uh, if uh, you uh, want to get together with us next week, join us. And uh, together we'll find out what's happening in the Tesla life next Wednesday. And yeah. we want to say thanks to Lee Moon for the music that we use every week. And uh, mm -hmm. we'll catch you next week, everyone. And uh, if you're not already subscribed, subscribe. Let uh, let the YouTube uh, system know that people that like what you like might like us. So catch you around. Stay positive. Test negative. <laughs> Electrify all the things. Catch you on the flip side. Yeah. <laughs>